This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 469 for the week of March 17th, 2019. Well, hello, welcome back to Cons and Shoe, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Cons and Shoe. Indeed, sir, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening it a little bit of entertaining. Hey, it's Julian and Mike again, and man, I made it happen. Well, you and I made it happen. You made it happen. I made it happen. Together, we made it happen. Uh, as you were listening to last week's episode, indeed, the first part of the feature was live on the website. You could read and look along with the podcast episode. I was not entirely sure I was going to get that done, but gosh darn it, it was done. Uh, the first part of our fan fusion design contest, we went back to 1995, gave you part one. Here in this episode now, however, we are diving in to part two of the Fan Fusion Design Contest, uh, jumping ahead from 1995 all the way into the far-flung future past of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, yeah, man, thank you so much for, uh, you jumped right on that. This was the kind of thing where I, I seemed like I not only got you at the right time, but you had the time, and it seemed like the kind of thing that was uh, up your alley. So we had you doing yeah. all the translations thing, and I was doing all the writing and taking all the game screenshots to go along with the article. It was definitely one of those, like, we are the most easily distracted people on the planet when it comes to <laughs> what our projects are, what we want to do on Konzenshu and yes. this was the oh I saw a shiny penny on the floor and I went over there and I did it I got it done and I felt pretty good about that so yes. uh, oh I want to do this project oh look I, I want to start this other project oh this is another project I want to do let's do, let's start all of them and never finish <laughs> we finished this one people think there are these like hidden dark secrets of Konzenshu and things we're holding back from people like no this is actually how it goes is I just see something shiny and I get distracted and uh yep that's how it went. Yep. So we are back at you again. Uh, I don't know if you're going to listen to this the week that we're recording it or the week after. Uh, I haven't actually decided yet. Uh, it's very likely that I'm going to put this one out ahead of when the second uh, complimentary website article is going up. So this is definitely going to be one of those, you know, we're using the podcast as our outline for what I'm going to write on the website in the future. So that's going to be the entirety of this podcast. We are indeed doing the uh, part two of the Fan Fusion Design Contest, jumping to 2016. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, go back and listen to podcast episode 468. Uh, and we, we talked about part one, and otherwise you can read along with the entire thing on the website. Uh, there's a lot to cover, so I say let's get on into it, because Julian, uh, you're catching up plane to japan soon yes in let's see four days as of right now so almost certainly by the time people hear this you'll actually be over there right yep i'm right, gonna good. be with my family my son just graduated from kindergarten and he's gonna be oh. starting elementary school in a few weeks and i'm gonna be there to uh for that momentous occasion and i gotta remember to pack my suit adorable well while i have you let's get on into it fusion fan designs part two 2016 let's go so as a brief recap, uh, 1995 Julian Weekly Shonen Jump, the anime J-Wing column, which is uh, in Weekly Shonen Jump, it's the 
anime focused little side column they have. They ran their first ever uh, reader participation contest where they had people send in designs for new fusions for Dragon Ball. Winner got uh, the, the entire 500 Cardas run uh, up till that point. I think the binder was autographed by Toriyama. It was this big deal and they had a, a grand prize winner and a whole bunch of runners up. Uh, great stories yeah. in there where the uh, one of the runners up went on to be a manga author in his own right. It's a, such a cool story. Uh, we got pitted in and go hunks. It's where all that came from. A variation of Goton. Great. That was 1995. Uh, and at that time, we actually talked a little bit about the uh, Nintendo 3DS game Dragon Ball Fusions because some of those characters, namely pitted in, uh, showed up again uh, there in the future, in the, like I said, the far flung past future. Uh, but now let's talk about Dragon Ball Fusions itself, uh, ignoring all that past history. Julian, we had our second fan fusion design contest uh and this was not just weekly shonen jump this was like a a multi-magazine extravaganza uh not only the announcement but uh the publication this was the we need everyone to buy everything and that's how we're gonna get their money uh but julian it debuted uh when dragon ball fusions was first announced which was in the march 2016 issue of v-jump which was released January 21st that year. It actually wasn't even called Dragon Ball Fusions yet. It was just called uh, Project Fusion. But we got some of the early details, some character designs, uh, a little bit of who was going to be in the game. Like, oh, all these realms are going to be fused together. Great. But alongside that, they announced this contest. Very cool. Like right from the start, they got right on into it. So what were some of the details that they just jumped right into? Yes. So they were talking about not only the fact that there was going to be this game, but that there was um, they were going to have this project also with uh, Dragon Ball Fusions, the manga to debut in Psycho Jump. I don't remember when that debuted. The first chapter of the manga ended up debuting in the May 2016 issue of Psycho Jump, which was April 1st there in 2016. So, you know, it wasn't too long after that fact, just a few months. In fact, they make a big deal about uh, basically that your fusion warrior is going to be in the comic. And we'll return to that later. Even like the version that appeared in Psycho Jump even says, Fusion Senshi Contesto for Comic. With a with an illustration of the the main character from that whose name I've already forgotten. <laughs> so the 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 player avatar stand-in is called Tekka, and then the uh, the rival slash best friend is Pinich. So it's basically saying you get your chance to have your very own character in the manga. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> we'll get to that, like you said. <laughs> So this manga was actually going to be taken over by Hiroshi Otogi, uh, who, well, uh, no longer is doing Dragon Ball Fusions the manga, but is instead doing um, Despo Fighters in Psycho Jump. That sure is a manga. Uh-huh. Just want to say, this person has continued on to do great things with our Dragon Ball franchise. I'm sure it's not their fault. I guarantee it's not their fault. It is what it is. All right, so we got this game coming out. We got this contest. Uh, they're going to do this cool new promotional manga that's going to be starting up soon. Uh, give us some more details about the contest. Uh, what did this entail? And I guess we can say they announced it there in V-Jump, but all the magazines got in on this. So Psycho Jump, like the next respective issue, uh, also talked about the contest. Uh, it, it was 
was everywhere. Yeah, it was in Weekly Jump, it was in V Jump, it was in Psycho Jump. I suppose they probably avoided putting it in things like uh, Young Jump. Young Jump, yeah. Yeah, because they, they probably wouldn't but... be able to use. Or Ultra Jump because it would be too weird. But, you know. Uh, but anyhow, the rules were basically the same as the ones that they had in the original one back in 1995. So you would, uh, on a postcard or a postcard-sized piece of paper, they said, for some reason, give uh, a drawing of your fused fighter, uh, the names of the characters it was fused from, as well as the fused name. Very important. Uh, and, and any explanation along there. They said specifically you could do it in color or black and white without uh, mentioning a preference, and that you had to give your name or a pen name, address, phone number, uh, and send it to the address that they gave, which... As always, is to a postal code starting with 119, which is a special postal code in Tokyo that's used for things like contests with prizes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yep. Along with the little stamp that you have to cut out from the magazine. Yes. Yeah. I saw that there. Depending on which magazine you got the thing out of, you had to note attention that that magazine and issue number, Dragon Ball Fusion Warrior Contest, uh, and it had to be postmarked by Friday, uh, the 18th of March. So what you're saying is you could send in multiple entries because you could send the uh, the corresponding little code, little cutout from a different magazine if you wanted to. Uh, I didn't see anything in the rules. Granted, there's a lot of small, there is. fine print <laughs> Uh, doesn't say it does he can. Say that, yeah, uh, it does say uh, only one character per postcard, uh, and that they would choose by lottery from among the the entries. Gotcha. So it, it's not specifically things for quality they were looking for. Although I'm sure if it was not that great, they might have sort of pushed it aside like right okay, we yeah they say that. oh it's a lottery it's random now nah, they're, they're kind of selecting the best of the best now julian in the 1995 contest uh alongside toriyama's own design of pitadin uh we had this unattributed design uh an alternate version of goton and we kind of had like the corresponding thing over here in the 2016 contest yes so the example that they give uh, for this one is Tsurukame Senning, which is a, a play on Tsurukame, which a crane and a tortoise together are a similar uh, sign of good fortune. Which, of course, is a fusion of the crane hermit and the turtle hermit from Dragon Ball. Indeed. It's kind of like crudely drawn, too. Yes. And, and they have the uh, pen name of, of the credited artist be Beat. Because, of course, cross-promotion with Dragon Ball Heroes there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so Beat being the uh, the main hero avatar character from uh, Toyotaro's Dragon Ball Heroes Victory Mission. Uh, showing up again, uh, just, God, in a couple of weeks' time over here in World Mission. Yep, and similar to how the crane hermit has like the little crane head on the top of his uh, hat, this one has a turtle and a crane at the top, almost like two little horns. And they ended up using that same example over in Psycho Jump as well. So I was kind of hoping like, oh, maybe the different magazines would show us a different uh, potential fake design to get you inspired. But no, it was, it was the same one over there in Psycho Jump as opposed to V-Jump. So, oh, well. Yep, but it, it's still it's still uh, pretty nice. And it's almost, I, I mean, it's a given, but it's a kind of a, a throwback and that they sort of illustrated it very similarly overall. Yeah, yeah. Now, to my knowledge, 
Sudo Kamisenin is not a character in Dragon Ball Fusions, which is really unfortunate. So, you know, maybe yeah. in a potential sequel we can see someone like that. It's a it's a shame. They should they should have those characters at least so you confuse them and see what happens, even if they're not very powerful. Yeah, Kamisenin, he's at Kame House. He's hanging out uh, outside. Uh, Yamcha is down there as well. I, I think Kudidin is standing there on the beach as well. So, like, he's there, but no, he's not a recruitable character. Anyway, oh. so, uh, all right, great. The contest is going get your entries in you know it's a, a cross promotional thing across uh, multiple magazines and julian let's just <laughs> jump ahead to the results so we had uh three winning designs that made their way into dragon ball fusions the video game uh, as qr code unlockable characters now unfortunately the qr code functionality was removed from the international versions of the game which not only you know, stinks for just getting like costumes and extra ways of distributing things, but it actually renders these characters inaccessible through legitimate means uh, in the international versions of the games. Uh, and it really stinks for for someone like uh, I know Gohonks. You can come up against him in some of the rifts somewhere, like he's in the game, but you can't unlock him through these methods. Uh, and I do want to mention that uh, Gohonks, who we talked about uh, on the part one. Uh, episode of this is available in the game is a QR unlockable code but uh, even though he's one of the four QR codes he's not one of these fan fusion designs so it's not like you know the was it Kentaro Yabuki it's not like his design suddenly showed up again it just so happened that Gohonks was a QR code not one of the three winning characters so let's kind of run down the list of the three winning characters they tried to as close as they could uh, release these at the same time but just the way the schedules on the magazines go where uh, V-Jump is the 21st of every month. Psycho Jump is like the first, I think, weekend-ish uh, of every month. And then obviously Weekly Shonen Jump Every is other month. Every other month. Sorry. Well, was it at that time? No, it, it was every was, other I month think. already at that point. Yeah, yeah. it was already there. Uh, and Weekly Shonen Jump is every Monday. So like they did what they could to try and get it as simultaneously right. as possible. So let's start in V-Jump, which uh, this was the September 2016 issue of V-Jump, which came out that July. So Julian, we really went like in the span of six months, we went from announcement to here's your stuff, which is really, really right. cool. Uh, we have Great Satan Man, a fusion of Gohan as Great Saiyaman and Mr. Satan. So the the neat thing about this is that the um, the creator of this design, who is one Chihaya Tsuru of Nagano Prefecture, they made uh, this long uh, typical of of great of uh, I'm sorry of of uh, Mr. Satan type move called Great Satan Miracle Special Ultra Super Justice Kick. <laughs> yes, and, and and it's interesting, actually, if you think about it, the sort of showboating between the two is kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. So I could I could see why she would want to fuse these two together, and I think it works pretty well. I think so, too. You know, he's getting along with his, uh, his father-in-law there, and they decide to, you know, hit the town. I like it. Yes, indeed. And, you know, the, the final design is very, very similar to, to the fan design here. You know, we get the visor on top, which is a, a cool little nod there. Uh, the green underneath. Very cool. And then we get uh, the cape and, you know, the white pants and uh, the belt there. It's a just a great design overall and very, very faithful to the to the entry. I like that. Yes. Although I think I think the original design had a very, very prominent cleft chin. It sure did. They, <laughs> it they like toned down a little bit. Face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be Toriyama for you, wouldn't it? It definitely would. <laughs> 
<laughs> very, very cool there. The other note that the uh, author has on here, when when he does his his um, signature pose, sometimes he ends up throwing his back out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Having thrown my back out before, I could appreciate that sentiment. I was going to say, I can really empathize with this character. I like him. <laughs> yes. All right. So then we go on to the second winning design. This came to us in the 2016 number 34 issue of Weekly Shonen Jump, which I believe was released on July 25th. Uh, I need to triple check their release date on that issue. But this is Goddess, the fusion of Son Goku and Beerus, the God of Destruction. Yes. So this was by Shun or potentially Toshi. Higashiyama of Kanagawa Prefecture. And it's pretty straightforward. There's uh, little notes uh, on there about the design, but it's mostly just pointing out the attributes of each character that carried through to the fusion itself. The original design is definitely much taller than the uh, the final in-game implementation where everyone... Uh, what's that? We just talked about it when I was uh, talking about Toy Fair, where they're, they're deformed but still like proportioned. Yeah, so uh, not quite like Dragon Ball SD, but they're sort of trunk, shrunken down in size a little bit. Uh, they they have larger heads and smaller bodies, but not to the same extent as SD. You know, like I said, I mean... The design still very, very faithful. I mean, everything that you would expect to to be there. He's got the collar. He's got the little flap hanging down in front, and he's got the ears popping up from <laughs> Goku's spiky hair. And <laughs> just, right? just a good design. And he's a uh, a great character to throw in your team pretty early on if you need some uh, really powerful special attacks. Let me tell you. Right. <laughs> All right. That takes us to the third winning character. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, just. If you're going to throw a couple of characters together, these are some really good ones to uh, throw into the mix. We have Tox, the fusion of Tapion and Future Trunks. Uh, very cool design. This came to us from the September 2016 issue of Psycho Jump, which came out August 5th that year. Yes, so this is a character made by Yuho Tomiyama of Miyazaki Prefecture. Uh, and the, some of the notes on the original design, which is fully colored in, I think of the three, this is definitely the most artistic looking design. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like we were talking about, was it the Bulichi design, which was extremely well done? Yes. I, I wouldn't say it's at that level, but I mean, this is like full color, like superb color penciling going on here. Yes, it looks a little bit like uh, uh, like a Dragon Quest design almost. Oh, for but, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, you've got like a little detail of the belt, uh, close up of the face showing that the eyes are green and uh, a demonstration of how the sword goes from one to two, how it can fight either way. <laughs> this is very imaginative. I love it. Uh, the final design is a little bit adjusted, just kind of streamlined. Uh, the, the sash that's hanging down in the front isn't quite as big and flowy uh, as it is in the original entry design here, but it's still there. It's still hanging down a little bit. Uh, it just, it's Trunks's hair in Tapion style, like the purple mohawk thing going on. And that's kind of like the only not to Tapion that you can really do, I suppose. <laughs> well, the, the sword is something that they share through convoluted movie logic, but, yeah. but it's, it's kind of like how Toriyama mentions in his Daisenshu interview, like he, he enjoyed making the really complex, uh, video game designs because he didn't have to worry about people trying to be too faithful to it. Yeah, they would simplify it for the game engine out of necessity so he could sort of go all out. And I think that's kind of what the person who uh, entered this design did here. 
Yeah, and you know, their proportions in the original design are very similar to what would be in the final Dragon Ball Fusions game. You know, it's not as tall as the Gorus design was. Uh, I think it works pretty well. It's just a, a very cool character. If you're going to combine, you know, Trunks and Tapion, that, that's a great choice. Right. Now, Julian, uh, great. These three folks, they, they got their winning designs. They were published in three different magazines, uh, V-Jump, Weekly Shonen Jump, Psycho Jump, uh, unlockable as QR codes in the game. So the, the way the QR unlockable characters worked, uh, you have to get to the third stage level in the game before these characters can actually be a part of your team. Like you have to advance far enough, but that's great. You know, they're a little bit stronger, significantly stronger than anyone else at that point in the game. So they're, they're great characters to bring along. I uh, really get you in the fusion mood. That's awesome. Hey, but they were also going to appear in the special manga as well. Yeah. And about that. As the only person in America who owns the entire run of Dragon Ball Fusions, the manga in Psycho Jump, uh, I have looked through it uh, a few times, uh, not just all of the chapters, but also supplemental stuff. I, I think there's just a one extra chapter in the October 2016 issue of V Jump. I just looked through that as well. And I also just went and checked the Jump Victory Carnival uh, attendee booklets 2016, 2017. Uh, these three characters don't appear there either. Uh, I don't know what happened. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> Maybe they just changed plans. Yeah. I mean, to announce that so early and then not even have that manga start, and then the manga ran for like 11 or 12 chapters. I mean, it, it ran for a pretty long time. It, it was a, a good length series, you know, well past well, yeah. the point of the, the game you know, still being contemporary. I think that's partly because the magazine that it ran is only bi-monthly. <laughs> well, but... I know. <laughs> it stinks for everyone that's in there, for sure. Uh, but Julian, there are some, I guess you could say, original characters that show up. So this is one of the like extra bits of research that uh, you and I are going to do. Um, you'll actually be coming down soon, but I don't know. I kind of want to release the the tidbit before then, so I'll probably end up just sending you photos of everything I need you to look at. Oh, like you always do. Exactly. <laughs> the characters <laughs> that show up, they are named, but they're not these fusion characters. They're like original characters, just like in the actual video game itself, where it's just like, oh, here's a random Namekian, here's a random human, here's a random science. Like those kinds of just random characters. It's not Gorus. It's not Tox and it's not Great Satan Man. So I don't know. Uh, you know, something changed along the way. Unfortunately, they didn't get a chance to show up in the manga. Uh, but my good sir, um, the Saibai King, did show up and have his formal <laughs> print debut in Dragon Ball Fusion's the manga. So I think we can all take some solace in that. So these three are, I mean, it's kind of a bummer all around where, yeah, they got in the game, but they didn't end up in the manga. And then... <laughs> You can't really legitimately play as them in the international editions of the game. So it's like they're they're known to be out there. And something I haven't had the chance to do yet is uh, kind of like poke around with hacking save states on the uh, the English, the American edition of the game. Like the characters are there and I have to imagine they're they're probably fully translated with their profiles and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure there's some right. videos out there that already have that, so I can probably check those. Uh, but something just, you know, they took out the QR code stuff. I mean, we, over here in America anyway, we really only have... This is Weekly Shonen Jump. We don't have that print empire of multiple Shueisha magazines for them to do this kind of thing, to, to really benefit from spreading the QR codes across all these various releases. Right. And that's also the kind of thing that really supports Dragon Ball Heroes, which isn't 
why I'm really really surprised that that's going to be coming out here, but uh, they they seem like they they're they're going to make it work. I love this stuff. This is the kind of thing, and I'm so thankful that uh, Dragon Ball Fusions was something I, I latched onto super early. Uh, I I truly enjoyed played through in Japanese, then in English, and I'm replaying again in Japanese right now. Uh, and I've been able to live through and acquire all of the print material for this game, you know, as it was contemporary, as it was coming out, with the the sole exception of that one weekly Shonen Jump with Goris that I didn't pick up, and thankfully we were able to score uh, on an auction to to get the, you know, the primary source on that to include in the article here. I'm glad to document it, you know, somewhat to use the word for the billionth time, somewhat contemporaneously <laughs> alongside its uh, original release. Uh, this stuff, it's out there, but you know, you start to see broken image links across forum discussions. You know, people hosted things on like photo bucket or imager or something like that. And I'm just happy to, you know, give it a home somewhere. Um, you know, it, it sounds kind of strange that we keep harping on, oh, it's our duty to to do this. But, you know, go look for a, a raw scan of Goris. It's pretty difficult. So there we go. Anything else you, you want to say about these designs? I feel like uh, I, I'm just so glad that they, they did it again. It really seems like Dragon Ball Fusions, like I mentioned last time, I really took inspiration from that 1995 contest and uh, the fact that they did the exact same kind of contest again for that game uh, I think it really speaks to the, the people that are in charge of the games now producing the games now uh, you know in charge of the magazines they've been fans of Dragon Ball this entire time you know their childhood into their professional adult lives as well and, and they know what the right. inspirational sources are for this and they get a chance to do it again and kind of like give back absolutely it's it's fun to see this kind of stuff so all right of the three we've got Sudo, we've got uh higashiyama and we've got tomiyama who do you think has the best chance of being a <laughs> published manga author in the pages of shueisha in the future Oh, I, I suppose anything's possible. They they're really trying to recruit new people with their uh, uh, Shonen Jump rookie app, where you can upload your own stuff and get the attention of the editorial department. They offer prizes in that vein nowadays, so they're really trying to keep fostering new talent. So who knows? Well, that's it for this contest. I mean, as opposed to part one, where we had I don't. Know. I don't exactly remember was it like eight designs something like that we really only had the the, the three winners here but there were three great ones uh, in the final game so that's going to be part two of uh, the article over on the website uh, when it's ready which will probably not be by the time you listen to this so stay tuned we, we want to do that final research and skim through fusions the manga to make sure didn't quite miss anything I'm kind of wondering like did the authors themselves kind of like appear as minor characters is did they give them an out that way something like that I don't really know so we'll figure that part out and uh, when it's done when it's ready you can read along check it all out you can see the designs uh, I'll of course have screenshots from fusion so you can see uh, what the final imp implementation looks like there in the game uh, this is just good fun stuff and uh, just to, to speak about the site a little bit this is kind of where I envision Konzenshu going in the future uh, you know, of course, we have the website or we have the news. We've had the running news since 1998. Uh, that's not going anywhere. But as we look to continuing doing that, continuing doing the podcast, uh, what is the wiki going to be? How is that going to work in tandem with the website? You know, when you have a wiki, when you have like character guides and even episode guides and home video guides, it'll 
definitely be a part of the wiki. Where does that leave the website itself? Uh, and I, I think we all kind of envision the website as being more of this curated tour. Uh, and this falls in line with plenty of other stuff we've done in the past. Things like the intended endings guide. That's a curated tour of information and translations. And of course, the raw translations themselves is kind of like the bread and butter uh, sitting over there on the sideline on Konzenshu as well. So this is the kind of stuff that uh, gets us out of bed <laughs> in the morning and uh, where we, we think we want to take the uh, kind of like the website proper as we as we look to the future of Konzenshu. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that setup because I think it will allow also, uh, because we have so many uh, knowledgeable fans whose fields of interest span certain areas that, you know, we're, we're completely oblivious to, that we'll be yeah. able to actively gather more information and that will in turn allow us to uh, have more more productive discussions and uh yeah yeah more 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 useful uh tidbits about various things in the series and I, i'm really looking forward to that yeah it benefits everything i mean just every single little thing that we've done kind of like has been building to this moment if you want to be over dramatic about it but like, everything that you've done everything that i've done everything keith's done everything jake has done contributing to the site has, has built toward all right this is what we want to build this is the base of it this allows us to then do these other things which for me has always just been just continuing to learn learn new things, always be learning, and then just share that with other people. And I think we're just oh, we're in such a good place to be able to do that through the website, through the podcast, through the wiki as that continues to be built as well. So uh, hopefully you, you can hear and you, you get the excitement. Uh, it is pouring out of me. Uh, <laughs> very much excited. All right. Well, uh, that's going to bring that discussion to a close uh, and, and the fusion contest to a close. Uh, unless the fusion stew is on the horizon anytime soon. I certainly hope it is. But uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of other gaming stuff keeping us busy right now. Obviously, World Mission's coming out. Uh, Xenoverse 2 has some exciting things going on for it with a, a, a free light version coming out that people can play. Uh, that's hmm. crazy that here we that's are in 2019. Yeah. Something like that is happening. They're really milking that game for all it's worth. Yeah, they are. I mean, they, they put in their, their Heroes Light little uh, game in there, the, the Hero Coliseum, I think it is. Kind of like... Almost paved the way for like, oh, do we want to do heroes? Do we really want to do heroes? <laughs> and they're doing that. So heroes, Xenoverse, obviously fighters still going strong. Uh, we're, we're as we sit, you know, a couple days out from the legitimate release of V Jump, we, we have hints of what's coming next for fighters, uh, and who knows what's on the horizon beyond that. We we have the Cyber Connect Two uh, action RPG coming at some point, theoretically this year, and oh lordy, who knows what uh, video games have in store for us in the future? Uh, hopefully, someone somewhere along the way can slot in uh, Fusions Two for Mike. It's always a surprise, but you never know. That's what I want. All right, www.kanzenshuu.com. That is kanzenshuu.com. I have been Mike. Uh, I mean, we said our names. We didn't necessarily do formal introductions. We don't always really do introductions of who we are. I don't know. I kind of feel like at <laughs> as you approach episode 500, like you're either listening or you're not. We've lost you long before then. But uh, yeah, I'm Mike. You may see me around as Vegito EX. I'm one of the people that uh, I guess you could say co-founded Consensu. I, I started all the way back in the ancient year of 1998. And this guy over here, I grabbed and said, hey, you want to relaunch the site for the like third time? 
<laughs> with me. <laughs> we did Five that. years in, which is still ancient history. Exactly. Uh, you and I did that January 2003, and, and we met some cool friends along the way, and here we are with Konzenshu. So, uh, yep. Julian, sir, uh, you have the floor. Wrap things up. Thank you once again for listening to Konzenshu, the podcast. Catch you next time.